Welcome to Bring Your Brilliance. Are you ready to find and amplify your voice? Looking to be inspired by those who are already out there making it happen? Listen in as we shine a light on those who bring their full, authentic selves to do what they love, make no apologies, and don't try to fit into other people's boxes. With your host, Carla Taylor, who, after years of being inspired by the brilliantly shining people she was meeting, decided others need to hear these stories too. Hello, everyone. It's a beautiful day and it's a beautiful time to be here on the Bring Your Brilliance radio show here on Inspired Choices Network. Today, we are talking about the Career Happiness Project. I am your host, Carla Taylor, and this is a program that I created myself, actually, after working with hundreds and hundreds of career coaching clients. I was working with some of the top programs that were available out in the world for helping people with career transitions or what we call outplacement of when you've lost your job and you're looking for a new one and you've gotten some services to help you. So there was lots and lots and lots of great content about how to create your resume and how to do interviews and how to negotiate salaries, but very, very, very little information about how to know what you really want to do and how to know what's going to make you sustainably happy over time. So I kept coming across this gap and I kept having clients who were needing help with that. And I did have a program that I walked through a lot of different types of information in about six months, but I didn't have an easy way for people to go through it on their own or to go through it quickly. So that prompted me to create what is now called the Career Happiness Project, which is what we're talking about today. So if you've been listening to Bring Your Brilliance radio show or or podcast for a while, you'll know that we typically do our strategy for success on the first Fridays. And so this is one that really drives every other strategy that we've talked about. Because if you don't know who you are and how to communicate that, then the rest of it flows from there. So this is really really probably the first place you should go if you aren't really, really clear on what your message is or what your brilliance is or what career you want or any of those questions that come up on our life's journey of work and life, this is the show for you. This is the one that will help you dig into understanding who you are today, where you want to go, and how to get there. So we're going to kind of walk through this process. Of course, there's a lot more to it, but this will give you the basics. If you want to just listen today and and tune in and even for yourself, recalibrate your life. The wonderful thing about this process is once you've learned it, once you understand how all of this works and how to kind of basically do a research project on yourself, this is what this is, then you now have these tools and you have this process that you can use over and over again, which is the brilliance of it. So it's something that you should go through probably ever every two to three years because our life changes and oftentimes those changes creep up on us and we aren't really completely noticing that, that life has changed that much. And we've all heard about why do people stay in a bad situation and the, the analogy with the frog in the pot with the water boiling, but it's going so slowly that the little bit of temperature change, the frog never notices until suddenly it's boiling and it's too late. So, we don't want that in your, in your life. We want to give you a way to check the temperature of the water before it gets to that boiling point. And that's what this is. This is a tool and a resource for you to be able to take stock of, okay, 
life has gone on around me. I haven't really paid attention necessarily to all of these different details. And I don't maybe still know what it is that's motivating me, what my priorities currently are, and how to recalibrate and realign if I need to. So that's what I'm getting ready to share with you is exactly how to do that. The very beginning part of this is to look at who you are today. And there's actually eight different areas that you'll need to consider when you think about what is working for me in my life and what is it that I need right now and next. And actually, before we jump into those eight areas, I want to give a little bit more context here of why it's so important. So a lot of people have no plan at all, right? (laughs) I talk to people all the time. Like even this week, I've heard so many stories of people who fell into their career for whatever reason. Maybe they had a friend or a parent or someone in their life who was like, hey, you should try this job, or here's a summer thing for you to do, or just something that they initially got connected with, and then they stayed with it, and then it became their entire career. And sometimes that works out brilliantly, and it's a wonderful career, and it's exactly where they're supposed to to be. But oftentimes, it's never really been a good fit, but they've just been in this situation, so I might as well go here and see what kind of money I can make until I go to the next one. And there's not a lot of rhyme or reason to it. There's not a lot of deliberate planning that that goes into a career path for many, many, many people. That's very common. A lot of people also go and get a college degree. And they say, okay, I think I want to be an attorney or I think I want to be a lawyer or I think I want to be an accountant or whatever they think they want to be. And again, for some people, that completely works out. They knew that they were attracted to a certain profession for whatever reasons and they were right and it works out great and they have an amazing and a wonderful phenomenal career and those are probably not the people listening to my show (laughs) because they're happy and they're not seeking career happiness so the people who are probably listening are the ones who are the majority which is you either fell into the career and didn't plan at all or you planned it but then it didn't turn out at all like you thought or hoped and this is for you. (laughs) So first of all, though, that is very common. That is not unusual. There's nothing wrong with you. (laughs) You are doing life the way most people do life and just figuring it out as you go. And one of the biggest disservices I think we do for ourselves and for our children is to ask that big, big question, what do you want to be when you grow up? Or what do you want to be in your career? And that is not an easy question like we most of us are still figuring it out 10 20 30 decades into our career we're still trying to figure that out so asking a young person when they're still trying to figure out you know hormones and stuff and everything else about their lives they don't know very few people know there are very few people some do but very few people know what they want to be for the rest of their life and in fact that is such a challenging question now more than ever because it used to be that you could have the same career and there was a lot of opportunity for people to go you know from what they call kind of cradle to grave in the same kind of role where you know my dad he worked for the same company for over 30 years and that was fairly common once upon a time we are not living in that time anymore we are no longer in a place where companies are existing for a very long time Or if they are, they're changing so much that the roles are not existing for a very long time. So, or, you know, companies and the roles are having to change so much, just a lot of people reorganizing or downsizing. And it's just very uncommon 
to say even five or ten years nowadays where it used to be that was frowned upon if you stayed less than that. So now the norm really has become moving every two to three years. And in some industries like the tech industry and especially the startup world, it might be even way less than that, sometimes under two or even sometimes around one year. There's just a lot of moving and changing and growing and pivoting and all of the different ways that we we refer to change. The name of the game is change. Knowing how to navigate change and understanding who you are in that and what you bring and what you contribute best, what your brilliance is within that, and then how to communicate it and offer it up and, and contribute in that way is exactly what everybody needs no matter what they're doing. So even if you're an attorney, that you're always going to be an attorney and you went through all that school to get that degree and, and all the things that you've done, there's still different ways you can be an attorney, and there's different ways that attorneys can work with their clients, and there's different ways for attorneys to differentiate themselves. And so you still need to know, even if you're sure about one part of your career, you still need to know what your unique brilliance proposition is, if you will, uh, what I call it, your, your differentiator, your unique value, so that you can communicate that. And even if you're in a big company, giant company where you're going to stay for your whole career and, and you have found a way to make that possible, you still have to be able to tell your teammates, to tell your leader, to tell the people around you what your value is and what you can bring and what you want more of on your plate in your career and your own career journey. So no matter what your career looks like, this is a program that helps you understand how to navigate it, how to communicate what you actually want to be communicating and ask for more of what you actually want to be doing. And I'll give you an example for myself. I have a master's degree in instructional design, and that is the, the design of training programs and courses, which is why I felt qualified to create my own, because I've created them for thousands of clients and all kinds of different types of companies and subject matters. And so I knew how to go through the process of designing the instruction and do the research and that sort of thing. And I love the part where I work with subject matter experts and I interview them and I love the part where I'm training in front of the room and I'm helping people learn and grow. And I'm really good at the part of actually creating the training and sitting in front of a computer and writing it all out. However, that is not something I love to do from an energy standpoint. It's something that I have to actually put other energizing activities around because that's actually an activity that does drain me, even though I'm very good at it. And so if you're familiar at all with the strength philosophy, part of what we will be going through with the, the Career Happiness Project is helping you get more honed in on your strengths and what it is that energizes you, but that's only one small part of this program. But that's an important piece of information you're going to need to know about how to energize yourself even once you found the, your sweet spot of, or found your groove is what I like to call that, of what you want to do in your career. So... All of this to say is this is important and it's a wonderful process to have to go through anytime you have a major life change, like like you did get downsized or you've had a death in the family or divorce or marriage or any life event will actually affect how you look at your life and what is now important to you, including in your career. And then, like I said, every two to three years, even if you didn't have a major change, you're still going to need to go back and recalibrate and find out. So what you're looking for is what is really important to me? What are the things that matter to me so that I can have that, that sustainable career happiness? And there's actually four parts to that. 
So let me go through those first because that's kind of the overarching picture before we dive down into those eight different elements. So the four parts of sustainable career happiness, some people have one or two or even three of these and they think, oh, of course I'm going to love this job because this is this is the thing that matters. So one of them is actually doing something that you love, right? We hear all the time, do what you love, love what you do, you're going to be happy at work. That is one piece of it. That's one big piece of it, but it's only one piece of four. So you do have to have something that you love, something that you're passionate about, something that maybe it's the the people that you serve, maybe it's the work that you're actually doing, maybe it's the country that you're living in, whatever it is, there's some part of it that you love. So if you don't love something about your work, you probably need to find something in line with something that you really love and are passionate about. So that's one of four. The second element is something that you are great at so that you can bring your best value to. So you might love photography, but maybe you're not so great at it. <laughs> so maybe you could actually help photographers do what they do and be great at it, but maybe you're not the best photographer. Or maybe you're the best photographer, but you're terrible at running it as a company. So you need to also have the part that you're great at as one of the elements in your career path. So you need to have passion in something you love. You need to have something where you can contribute your best self. You can contribute your strengths. You can contribute those things that energize you. And again, most people have one or both of those and think, okay, I'm good. That's all I need, right? Wrong. <laughs> there's more to it. So there's two other parts that you've got to have all four of these. It's kind of like if, if a stool, if you, if you knock out one of the legs, it's going to be wobbly. And if you knock out two, it's just not going to stand up. And so you've got to have four. You've got what you love, what you're great at. The third element is something to hope for. And the fourth one is something that fits your needs. So we're going to come back with those. I'll explain those a little bit more when we get back from break. And then we'll dive into the eight different elements. So again, this is Carla Taylor on the Bring Your Brilliance radio show. You are listening to today's episode on the Career Happiness Project here on the Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back. We all have a personal brand. It's what people say about you when you're not in the room. What if you knew how to clearly and confidently communicate your value in a compelling way? Tune in to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor to discover the tools, resources, and inspiration you need to get started and keep growing. Are you ready to make your mark? Learn how to bring your brilliance by listening to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, and 7 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor. 
To join today's conversation, call in the U.S. at 815-880-8255 or Canada at 613-800-8736 or Skype at Inspired Choices Network. Or ask a question or send a comment by email at bringyourbrilliance at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Thank you so much for listening in today. We are talking about the Career Happiness Project and how to determine what it is that will help you love your career and be happy and love what you do sustainably over time. And we're giving you actually the tools and resources that you can use a process over and over again to make sure that you're aligned with what you really need and want in your life so that you are energized by the work you do. And honestly, there was a time in my life where I did not think that was possible. I thought work was just something that you got through or that you did or there were some joyous moments there, but I didn't realize you could actually be so excited about your work that you truly love Mondays and you are so excited to get up and do it again and can't believe you're getting paid for what you're doing. And like that is honestly my goal for everybody in this world to be able to experience that and understand that that's not just some like elusive dream for a few lucky people. This is something that when you take charge of your career and you decide that you're going to be in, in control of it and you're going to decide to go after what you want, but you've got to know what it is that you're going for, right? That's the part I'm helping you with. But it is so possible. It is entirely possible. And I've seen person after person after person after person finally align and calibrate and get there and love it. And they're just over the moon thrilled because many of those people didn't realize that it was that accessible. And that's what we're talking about today. So right before the break, we were talking about the career happiness formula. And these are the things that I found, again, after years and years of research, working with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of clients, looking at all the best programs out there, and really researching how people work and how they work happy and I realized there were these four different elements that, that came up consistently through all of that, that processing of all that information and this giant research project I did to create actually a research process for you to do on yourself. And what you're going for are these four areas that must exist for sustainable career happiness over time. A lot of us get really happy about a new opportunity and we're excited because it's new, but then that newness wears off and then we have other things that come in and we realize, oh, maybe I jumped the gun and moved a little too quickly into this new role and I didn't really consider all the factors. So that's what we're talking about today is considering all those factors. Before the break, we talked about the first two, which was something that you love, that you're passionate about. The second one was something that you're great at that allows you to truly bring your strengths, the things that energize you, the things that get you excited about going to work. Those two elements are so important. The other two, however, are also equally important. And the third one, I mentioned both of these before, is something to hope for. And what that means is you've got to have growth. How many times have you or someone you know said, I initially loved this job, I loved it, I was growing, I was learning, and then I stopped. I became stagnant, there was nowhere left for me to grow, and I was no longer happy. So that is another key element, the third of four, that you must have for sustainable career happiness. So you've got to have a way to grow. Now, again, most people take on a new role that's a bit bigger than them or in a new place or even a new company where there's things to learn. But you've got to look at 
not only the growth path from a growing up in your career, like a lot of people want to move up and up and up and up, and that's great and that's fine and that's one way to grow, but that's not the only way. Other ways to look at growth are like if you're a lifelong learner, which hopefully all of us are, but if you like to grow and have input, you've got to have a growth element, and it may be already built into that job and that role that you're doing, or it may be something that you're doing on your own while you're there. So it doesn't have to be all filled by that role, but you've got to be learning and growing, and you've got to be pushing towards something bigger every time because you're going to get bored after a while. And you're going to maybe be okay and fine, but you're not going to love and be happy and excited to go somewhere if you don't have growth and something to hope for as one of the elements. And then the fourth element is actually where we spend most of our time in this program, which is something that fits your needs. And we think we know what we need. <laughs> Sometimes we do. But most of the time, we actually don't know, we're not as aware as we think we are of what it is that we need in our lives today. And that's where those eight career elements come in is that fourth quadrant of things that fit your needs. So maybe when you are young and you're not married and you don't have kids, you've got, you know, you want to have more freedom in your lifestyle or you've got different things that you want to do or you're willing to work late nights or whatever it is that works for you, your needs look one way when you're in that phase of your life. But then you get older, maybe you do have a, a family and all of a sudden your needs have changed and shifted or maybe you've moved to a different country or there's different reasons why needs change, but needs do change. And that's the part a lot of people don't pay as much attention to as as they would really want to because they think they know. And I know quite a few people actually who, you know, it is a great, great thing to have a plan and to have a goal and to have even 5, 10, 20-year goals, even 30-year goals. But I can't tell you how many people I have met who had a 10, 20, 30-year goal and they reached it. They knocked it out of the park and they got there. They're like, oh, my gosh, I didn't actually want this at all. <laughs> like, it doesn't even fit what I need and want. For a lot of people starting out, they think the biggest need is money. And they go after the money, and then they get to the money, and they don't have anything else that they actually need and want in their lives. And that's why it's really important to look at these eight different elements. So those are the four, something you love, something you're great at, something to hope for, and something that fits your needs. And those are right there on my website if you go to www.itstimetobringit.com. I've got the formula right there, so you can go and access that that way. I've also got a scorecard worksheet that you can use that and actually score the different opportunities that you might be considering based on those four elements, which is a really good objective way for you to assess multiple things that you might be considering as you make a next move in your career. So let's get dig into this need part. And there's things that really motivate you and drive you and things that are just kind of nice to have, so that need to have versus nice to have. But there's eight total. And so let's go quickly through the eight. So the first is expertise. You want to be able to, again, bring your expertise and have that, the skills and knowledge that you've either learned or want to learn that you're going to be able to apply. I've got several exercises to help you really hone in on your expertise, but most people have a general idea of their expertise. The second is interest. So what is it that holds your interest? And again, I've got worksheets for all of these to really dig into it, but if you just want to do a, a quick at-a-glance view, think about things that maybe you, if you have extra time in your hands, you might start Googling or trying to learn about. What is it that really holds your interest? And so you're identifying your top three for each of these eight areas. 
The next is values. And this is really important. And even if everything else is more important in many ways, if you don't have your life aligned with your values, it's going to feel off for you. And it's not going to feel good even if everything else is working. So values is one that even if it's not in your top three, it really does matter probably more than you think. So think about what is it that you really value. And again, I've got this fantastic exercise that you can go through in like lots and lots of different words to prompt you to think about what your values are and then some different exercises for you to go back into your life to see where you've made your decisions based on values and that really shows you which values matters to you. But take some time on this one for sure. What is it that you really value and is the work that you're doing, whether you're working for a company or finding projects or partners or collaborations or or anything that you're doing, whether you're a business owner or anything else, you've got to have values that align. That's almost the most basic thing you can have for success. I just talked to somebody yesterday who has a business partner and they just like each other, but they hadn't really talked through all these other things. And so now they're like, well, maybe we need to have a lot more conversations here. So having any work that you're doing in any capacity align with the values of the people that you're working with, especially if you're working for a company, you've got to have similar values or it's just not going to work. So values is definitely one to spend some really good time on. Next, we have place. So this is where you actually go to work. Um, so this might be the physicality of the building or the workspace. It might be how close or far it is to your home. It might be at your home. Do you have a good home office to work in? So what are the three things that matter most for you in terms of place? Okay, so we've gone quickly through the first four. Again, that's expertise, interests, values, and place. So the next one then is culture. So beyond culture, I mean beyond place, what is the culture of the people around you? What is the culture of the company that you're working for? What kind of culture of your experience at work do you want to have beyond the actual workspace? So it might be that you have a lot of fun there. Maybe it's people who really uh, – trust and invest in each other. Maybe it's people who leave you alone, <laughs> but you do the work that you do. Uh, but the cultural values and the culture around you of the workspace that you're in is what you want to look at next. And then people is even more deeply into the people. So what kind of people do you actually like to work with? Are you somebody who's very outgoing and you like to collaborate and talk to people a lot? Or are you somebody who's very introverted? and you really want people to work independently and only come together for, for certain needs. So think about the type of people that you want around you and what's going to be best for you and what matters to you most about what are your deal breakers of people you don't want to be around and what are the things that you do want to be around. And we've now gone through six. So the last two are growth, which again speaks to what I was talking about, about something to hope for. So you want to identify those things that will help you grow and what kind of growth matters to you to have in your in your wheelhouse of what you're doing. And then finally, the one that a lot of people think of first is rewards. So that's the money, but that's also things like the benefits or the flexibility or all of the things that might be the rewards of what you get by working here or doing this type of work. So one more time, through the eight, we've got expertise, interests, values, and place, and then culture, 
people, growth, and rewards. Those are the eight different career elements that are going to be important for you to identify and understand which of those matters most. And there's actually a way to, once you've identified those, there's a way to then go through and make sure you're really aligning with the ones that matter most to you. So I'm going to talk about that part when we get back from break. We're getting ready to take another break. Again, this is Carla Taylor with Bring Your Brilliance. We today are talking about the Career Happiness Project here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back. We all have a personal brand. It's what people say about you when you're not in the room. What if you knew how to clearly and confidently communicate your value in a compelling way? Tune in to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor to discover the tools, resources, and inspiration you need to get started and keep growing. Are you ready to make your mark? Learn how to bring your brilliance by listening to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, and 7 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor. To join today's conversation, call in the U.S. at 815-880-8255 or Canada at 613-800-8736 or Skype at Inspired Choices Network. Or ask a question or send a comment by email at bringyourbrilliance at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Hey, everyone. It's Carla Taylor coming back to the Career Happiness Project here on the Bring Your Brilliance radio show on Inspired Choices Network. And this is so much about the choices that you make. And one of the choices, the most important choices that you make is the work that you do. And that's why I'm so passionate about helping people find what work they love and understand who they are and what their brilliance is and then also to know how to bring that brilliance out to the world. So one of the things that I do offer to my clients is to go through and identify their own career happiness with them, but then I help them take it out into one of my top platforms that I use is LinkedIn, and I know that's something I've talked about a lot before. I will continue to talk about it. It is the place to be known and seen in business, in work that you do, in connecting with other people that you want to grow. We just talked about people as one of the elements, and that's another way to bring people into your sphere that may not even be at work with you. But think about that as far as expanding beyond even currently who you know. But what I do is I help you to get your message out to the world on LinkedIn and help you, if you don't know how to do that or need help with it, you can actually hire me to be almost like a ghostwriter for you where I can help you find and share your voice with creative content, educational marketing, and really just becoming known as the human being that you are. All of us are brilliant. All of us have brilliance inside of us. And it's up to us to discover what that is and then be able to talk about it, not in a bragging way, not in a here's how great I am kind of way, but here's one of my gifts and talents that I am passionate about bringing to the world to help others who need that help. And that's when it becomes interesting and fun and something you do want to talk about rather than saying, hey, look at me, I'm so great, here's why I'm so strong. Like that's not the conversation I'm talking about. And that's not the point of any of this. The point is 
We were all born to be fabulous and brilliant, to bring it everywhere we go. And that's really what Bring Your Brilliance is all about. And so this is, like I said, kind of this, this cornerstone program that I like to start with if people don't know what it is. And, and whether you get it here or anywhere else, you've got to do the work to take some time to think about who are you? Who are you today? And then where are you going and growing? And it's not always innate in us. It's not something we often take the time to take stock of what all do we have to offer and what do we have to bring and what is it that I keep feeling compelled to do or what is it that I just can't not do? (laughs) You know, there's a lot of things we can do. And that's one question, what can I do? But a better question is what can I just not do? Me, personally, I can't not connect people. I have to connect people everywhere I go. I'm just innately a connector. As soon as somebody tells me something, I immediately think of ways to connect them to people, resources, or opportunities. And I immediately start throwing out all sides. Oh, you should try this. You should do this. You should read this. You should meet this person. There's all these things that you can do. And I can't not do that. (laughs) So think about for yourself when you're trying to figure out what it is. I had a hard time, honestly, even coming up with the name of Bring Your Brilliance, I wanted it to just be the name of my radio show, but not anything else because I didn't want to have my picture next to the word brilliant, honestly. I thought that's too much. That's that's too bragging. Now, mind you, I do this work for a living. <laughs> I help everyone else get excited about understanding and owning their brilliance, and I help them really um, be confident in that. And I know this for everyone else, but I still felt intimidated to say that about myself. And my actually branding guy was like, why? <laughs> like, you, And what would be wrong with you having your name next to the word brilliant? That is what you actually teach people. And he, I was like, oh, my gosh, you're right. Like, how did I miss that? And so often we just can't see it for ourselves. But we've got to take some time to take a look at ourselves and see what it is that really matters to us and what it is that compels us to, to, you know, that that voice that you have inside your head or that that inner music you know just needs to get out. Like you owe it to yourself, but even more so you owe it to the world to get that out and to share those gifts. We're all uniquely made. We are all uniquely brilliantly made, and that's why I even talk really fast when I get into this because I get so excited about helping people do this. So we've got eight different career elements to look at, but what you need to know about those eight is all of those things can change and what drives you of those eights can change. And so one of the processes I then walk you through once you've identified each of those clearly is to do Um, If you're familiar with the research world, a forced choice comparison, but you're directly comparing each one to the next. And it's a pretty simple exercise, actually, to go through. But you need to take some time to go through that. And again, I've got a simple process I can use. If you're a researcher, you know how to find it. But it is important to find out what is it that actually drives my decisions. And it's going to change over time. So this is the part you definitely need to recalibrate against over and over again is comparing all of these eight elements, what they are today against each other, and what it is that's driving your decisions today. Because like I said, for some people, it might have started out being money. But the thing to know about money is that money is a 
satisfier, not a motivator. It's never about the money. It's always about what the money can get you and what matters for you to get. And so once you have a certain amount of money, more money is nice, but it's often not a driver for most people. So keep that in mind that what really drives you, what's your deeper why, is what we're getting to. So when I walk people through this process, there's really five different things we're doing. We're starting with the who. Who are you? Who are you today? Who have you been to make all the decisions up to this point? Let's do it. Take stock of who you are today. Just like with your GPS, if you don't have your starting point, you can't put in your destination from nowhere. You've got to know where you are today. So who are you today? And then you want to go into um, how. And how is how are you seen by yourself and others? And that's where I talk a lot about your personal brand. So number one, how do you see yourself? What's your current brand, how you see yourself? What's your mindset? Your mindset is huge. There's a ton and ton and ton of information out there. There's a ton of work that I do with my clients. If you've ever worked with a coach, you know mindset is a huge part of it. So how are you seeing yourself and how are you talking to yourself in your mind? What is your filter? What's your perspective that you're bringing to it? And then how do you talk about yourself? So that's the first part of your how. How am I seen by myself? And then the second part is how do others see you? And that's when I talk about your personal brand. It's a combination of both how you see yourself and how other people see you and where that overlaps. That's your personal brand. So if you haven't been deliberate about it, you actually do have one because people do see you, <laughs> even if you haven't decided how you want to be seen, they're still seeing you. So how they see you is really what happens when you leave the room or when you're about to come into the room. How do people talk about you? Oh, you should know Carla Taylor. She's blah, 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 blah. People are going to say that whether you like it or not. So be deliberate about how you want to, them to see you and start bringing that more and more. So how others see you in your in how you're showing up what are your strengths that you bring what are some of the challenges that you have and it's important to get some feedback as part of this research project and so i i actually have a whole feedback process that i have people go through and some really good questions to ask so they're not just saying hey in general tell me how you feel about me but going through some different questions and asking people for real feedback on how you're showing up and you want to do this with people who know you really well, but you also want to ask some people that maybe that don't know you as well so you can get a good take on that. And feedback is one of those things that's so hard sometimes to ask for and receive. However, it is the best way to grow and to do that research on yourself and understand how are you really showing up in the world. It is very eye-opening. Oftentimes you actually hear a lot about what you're great at that you didn't understand how other people were seeing you. So it's not always tough feedback. Oftentimes it's great feedback that you just need to take the time to ask. So don't be afraid of feedback. Seek it out. Ask people what they're thinking. Get a touch point on that. You don't have to do that all the time, but at least one time, take the time to ask them those questions and find out how are you being seen. So we've got who are you today, how are, how are you seeing yourself, and how are others seeing you? And then we get to the why. And I know a lot of people say start with why. I love Simon Sinek. He's got a book and a program called Start With Why. And that's true when you're looking at your marketing message or what you're putting out there. You want to start with why does it matter to you and why Why would anybody care to work with you because who are you as that human being? So that's when, that's when you start with why. But in a career happiness project, that's a third step. <laughs> 
you want to start with who you are today and how you're seeing, and then you get to more of your why and how do you fold that into now what you've figured out is most important to you, what it is that your current needs are, and now why. Why do you care to do what you want to do next in your life? What is your purpose for the next part? And when I help people define career happiness, I don't look out at 30 years from now. I look at what is now and what is next because life will change. The world will change. We don't know what's going to be happening even in five to ten years, let alone 30 years. And you are going to evolve and change. So identify what you need now and next in your career, and then when you get to next, you can keep doing that in these little steps. So the why is what is it that matters the most to you and why are you here to do it? Why does it matter for you to do that? And again, there's lots of different ways to come up with your why, but it's just really important to understand what matters most to you right now. And what is it that you, again, feel so compelled to do? And I've heard five levels and recently even seven levels of the why beneath the why. So if you really want to dig down into your why, you want to ask that question or actually have someone else ask it of you at least five times, maybe even seven so why do you want this job? Well, because I think it would make me, um, I, I'd love to have this title. Well, why do you want to have that title? Well, because I've always dreamed of being the president of something. Okay, but why have you always dreamed of that? And so you just keep asking that level why of the thing that you just said, and that's when you dig down to your deepest why. So that's the important third step of of going through and understanding who you are. Then we get into the where, which is the fun part of where can I go from here? What are the possibilities before me? And I love, Matthew Kelly is one of my very favorite authors. He has a program called The Dream Manager. And I went through that program and I became a dream manager for a lot of people. And it is one of the most fun things that I do is helping people dream. So think about when you were a kid and you had no limits on your dreams and you didn't think about all the practicalities of why something could happen or not, but you just thought about, what sounds awesome? (laughs) I know when my son was younger and he wasn't putting limits on himself, he told me he was going to be the first NASCAR astronaut president of the United States because he didn't put any limits on what you could be doing and what you could do at the same time. and there's probably someone who can do all those things and it's it's a wonderful thing, but we tend to start around ages 10 to 12 hearing about all the reasons you can't do something and putting those limits on, our, on ourselves. So in the fourth step of the Career Happiness Project, you get to be a kid again and really dream like a kid. So I'm going to talk more about that when we get back. Uh, Again, this is Carla Taylor. We are here talking about the Career Happiness Project. We've gone through several of the first steps. We'll continue when we get back here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back. We all have a personal brand. It's what people say about you when you're not in the room. What if you knew how to clearly and confidently communicate your value in a compelling way? Tune in to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor to discover the tools, resources, and inspiration you need to get started and keep growing. Are you ready to make your mark? 
Learn how to bring your brilliance by listening to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, and 7 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor. To join today's conversation, call in the U.S. at 815-880-8255 or Canada at 613-800-8736 or Skype at Inspired Choices Network. Or ask a question or send a comment by email at bringyourbrilliance at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. We are flying through all this content. I know it's a lot, but it really is important to understand what it is that you do and how you do it so that you can be happy in the work that you do. So again, today's topic is the Career Happiness Project. My name is Carla Taylor. I am the host of the Bring Your Brilliance radio show here on Inspired Choices Network, Inspired Choices Network, and I oftentimes interview people who are doing amazing, brilliant things and who are bringing their brilliance fully to the world and whatever it is that you're doing. So if you are interested in being a guest on the show, please reach out. I would love to interview you and I would love to hear your story and share it with with the world. And the other thing that I do is social media ghostwriting and helping people bring their brilliance to the world. I specifically focus on LinkedIn. It's a platform that's growing like crazy. And it's really the place you want to be to be putting your voice out, becoming a content creator. Right now, only 1% of the entire membership of over 500 million people, 650 million people on LinkedIn, only 1% of people are actually creating content. So now is the time to jump into that and really start bringing your voice out to the world. So those are some of the things that I can help you with and would love to help you with. If you're interested, you can go to bringyourbrilliance.net to learn more about the social media ghostwriting services, or you can go to itstimetobringit.com if you want to do some of my do-it-yourself programs, including the Career Happiness Project. So I welcome you to go there and sign up if this is something that you really would love to go through this process. I'd love for you to go through mine. If you don't go through mine, please do this work somewhere with someone because it really is you know, we spend more time for most of us planning our vacation than we do our actual career and work lives, and yet we spend way more time at work than anywhere else. But what if you had a career and a life that you didn't actually need to take a vacation from, that you actually were excited to come back from vacation to get back to it? That's what I want for you. And again, that's not just a dream. That is absolutely possible and available and accessible for everyone. So where I left off, we were talking about the five different stages of the Career Happiness Project, the first one being who are you today and doing that inventory of yourself, looking at those eight career elements. The second one, really understanding how you're showing up in the world, understanding what your current personal brand is, how you see yourself and how others see you, getting feedback, which could really actually boost your confidence to understand all of the greatness that others are seeing in you and reinforcing that for you, and then the why. We talked about going five or seven levels deep of why does this actually matter? Why is this important? Why is it that this is compelling for you to get out in the world? And that's an important part of your message and also being confident in the help that you give others because it's so deeply uh, innate in you to be able to give that out to others. 
So then we've got all that information and all that data that we've researched on ourselves. And now we're in step four, stage four, which is where you get to dream. And dream without limits. Like truly do this dream storming process is what we call it, where you don't think about what's practical. In fact, some of the dream storming questions can be things like, if you had any superpower, what would yours be? Mine? would be to be able to instantly teleport anywhere so I could travel without the cost of time or money. <laughs> like how much time and money would I save if I could just immediately be exactly where I want to be? I would love that superpower. I don't know that it's ever going to happen, but I would love it. So think of things like that to help you kind of get out of your own head and then start writing a list of your 100 dreams. And 100 seems like, oh, my gosh, that's ridiculous. I don't have 100 dreams. But it's one of those things when you start to write down your first few, they can be big, giant dreams, like even having a superpower of teleportation or being able to travel the world as part of your job or whatever it is. I'm mentioning some of mine, my bigger ones. But they could also be little ones, like buying a new pair of shoes or um, cleaning up your office space to have it face the other window or, you know, something that that might be a little smaller or a little more practical as well, but you, you want to have all the things that you've ever thought of wishing for, wanting for, hoping for. This is the time to be in that stage. And so you want to write down 100 dreams. And I promise you, the first five to 10 are the hardest. And then you can start thinking about different categories of dreams, things like what are your, your emotional connection dreams for relationships in your life? Or what are your intellectual dreams of things that you want to learn about? And, uh, you know, maybe you're dreaming that you could be fluent in 10 different languages or, you know, whatever. But think about different categories of dreams. Think about different things that, that matter to you. And all of a sudden, once you get to, I don't know, 10 or 20, maybe even 30, they just start flowing out of you. So challenge yourself. It really is a powerful exercise to write out your 100 dreams. You're not going to do all 100 of them but it gets you into this big flow state of openness to the universe and what's out there and what's possible. And then you can go back through that list after you've put them out there to, to figure out your top five to 10 and then figure out maybe your top three and then start with one of them. And then you get practical. Then you can put in all that practicality stuff, but don't start there. Start with completely limitless dreams. And if it's something that really scares you or resonates deeply within you and you feel this physiological reaction to it like, oh, then definitely write that down. Definitely, definitely that is one that you've got to have on your list. And a lot of people from that point love to make it more visual. There's all kinds of vision boarding processes or different ways to do that. But truly just dreaming, I love to go to a beautiful setting about every six months to do my own dream storming process where I might be sitting in a hammock overlooking a lake or maybe I'm sitting on the beach or just different things. I, I do that for myself because that's one of my dreams is to make sure I travel often. <laughs> and so that also forces me to do that to be able to do my dream list. But it's also a wonderful place to have this just open space in my head and my life to truly dream. And then when I come back to my life, sometimes I recalibrate and readjust. Sometimes I'm just confirming I'm exactly on the path that I want to be on. But it's really important to take some time to know what your dreams are so that if you don't know where you're going and where you want to go, 
then how would you possibly get there? Again, if you think about the GPS, you've got to start where you are, but you've also got to have an idea of where you want to go. Now, you might take some side trips along the way, or you might get there and move on to another destination, but knowing where you're going is just as important as knowing where you are. And then, of course, the last part is your action plan. None of this matters unless we actually take action on it. So it matters to know what you want to take action on, but now you've got to get out of hoping, wishing, and dreaming and start doing it. And take action before you're ready. Take action before you feel like it. Take action even a little tiny bit. Take one tiny step, even if you're terrified to do something new. Do one thing, even if that first thing is to write it down as part of your dream. And maybe your second thing is to decide that you want it. And then maybe the third thing is to go and, uh, like, I'm uh, making a, a video room out of my old dining room. And so then I went and bought, like, one thing for it, you know, or whatever it is. But take action because action begets other action. And action creates momentum. And action starts to show you and prove to you that you can do it. But it also helps you learn what does and doesn't work. So again, also, don't be afraid to fail because action that fails is simply teaching you something that doesn't work, but it, you cannot learn if you just think about it. You can't learn what does or doesn't work. So learning what doesn't work is just as important as learning what does work. And that's a whole other topic of conversation we can get into at another time is the the beauty and, and how important it is to actually embrace your failures because that is all part of the learning and growing process. But for now, I want to implore you to start taking some action on this. If you've always wanted to have a life that inspires you, that you can marvel at, that you feel happy, that you love Mondays, that you're not complaining and waiting for the weekend and not living, you know, working to, what is it? Work to live, live to work. I can't remember how you say it right. <laughs> you want a life that you love and you're, bulk of your life has been at work. So what if you had work that you never had to take a vacation or never had to retire from? Of course, we all need vacations. I'm not saying don't take vacation, but you should be excited to get back to work after you've taken some downtime. And if you're not, it's time to make some changes. And you don't have to change overnight, but take the first step. Take action to have your own career happiness and to start taking the time to research yourself to know what it is that you truly do need to do to have this amazing life that you were born for. So remember to be bold, be brilliant, be brave, and be you fully, whatever you're doing. I'm Carla Taylor with Bring Your Brilliance, and we will be back next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of Bring Your Brilliance with Carla Taylor. For the latest updates and info on personal branding, please follow and interact with Carla Taylor on LinkedIn. And be sure to visit www.itstimetobringit.com. Join Carla Taylor every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, and 7 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, keep shining.